And it's yeah. just like, yeah. I was like, you know what? That's not going to happen. I just threw that thought to the and, side, man. And does, I went for it. It's meant to be. <laughs> yeah, I went for it, man. I had a great time, and I don't regret a single thing yeah. about it. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Our Path Podcast. This is Drew. Stony. This is Dean. And welcome back. We have a great episode for you guys today. We're just going to kick it back and tell some stories about times where we just lived our lives. And I know everybody listening to this has a life that they want to live. And a lot of people feel like they can't live it. But risk taking is something that allows you to live the life that you want to live. I mean, you can't you can't just travel the world all the time. Unless Being you spontaneous, yeah. You have to be spontaneous. But people who take more risks have more opportunity to live their lives to the fullest. When a window of opportunity presents itself, you got to take it. Yeah, you have to. What do you do for a window in the summertime? You open it. Risk-taking opportunities and being lucky and all that's part, just part of life. You know. I, do you remember, um, what was it, senior year, um, Dr. Squatch, you guys are familiar with James at this point. He was the spokesman of Dr. Squatch, still is, um, but they did a giveaway for Christmas time. You had to send in a funny video, and if you did and you came in first place, you got a year's worth of soap. So Teddy Drew and I did were like... Know? Yeah, so yeah. Teddy, Drew, and I are like, well, we're free this weekend. Right. Um, if we have homework, we're not doing it. Right. So <laughs> why don't we just go for it? So we yeah. went over the weekend, and Teddy came over. We filmed probably like three or four videos, and then we narrowed it down to like the two that we liked, and we sent them both in. And then I, it was like a Friday right after school ended. I got an email from Squatch saying, congrats, you're the number one. I was like, no, no way. I called Teddy, dude. He was flipping out. We had just want, we want a year's worth of soap. For sending in like a seven minute, like a seven second clip, it was fantastic. Still working off that soap. Yeah, still working off still that working soap. Off. But those are just like small little opportunities that you're like, oh, I'll never win that. So my cousin lives down in Texas, right? Okay. And he always said to me like, oh, you should come down and visit me and all this stuff. I was like, all right, you know, maybe I will. And well, he was up here the one time and he was like, man, I'm dead serious. Like, I will buy you a plane ticket. And I said, you know what? I'm gonna do it. Do it. So I actually did. Do it. I went to Texas twice within the course of a couple months. Nice. And you know what? I loved it down there, man. It was great. It is a whole nother walk of life. It's everything is bigger in Texas. That's not a joke. I mean, the stuff down there is huge. Uh, Dick Sporting goes like, it's not, it was like, I think it was called, I actually don't remember what it was called, but it was like three, four si times the size of what Dick's would be up here. What the? They had a Ferris wheel in it, man. Oh. They had a Ferris wheel in it. Jeez. They had no joke. Probably 2,000 guns for sale just for the hell of it. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Um, Why not? I mean, but I'd like never been on a plane by myself or anything. So for me, this was like, I had to put my big boy pants on. Dude, you know what was kind of crazy is this was sophomore year. Um, Teddy and I, no, this would have been, I think, junior. Doesn't matter. Um, we were following this organization for a while that was having a like, like a seminar type thing or um, a conference. That's the word. I was having a conference in Washington. You can meet a bunch of like political figures and stuff. And Teddy and I were really into it at the time. We're like, dude, we should totally try and do this. It was like 15 bucks. You got a, like four days worth of lodging paid for. All your meals were paid for besides like dinner or something. Wait, how much did this ticket cost? 15 bucks. You paid $15 for like four days, three nights and breakfast and lunch every day. Dinner was up to us, I believe. You beat Eric Andre there? No. 
Oh. No, he didn't. But um, well, that's, that's a wasted opportunity. <laughs> but Teddy and I were like, dude, we should try and convince our parents to let us go. Because we couldn't drive at the time. We'd never been on a plane by ourselves. Or so like, this is kind of a long shot, but like, what the hell do we have to lose? Yeah. So then we we applied for it. I got a notification at work saying, like, do a degree and you can come from, from the organization. I was like, sweet. I texted Teddy. He got in, too. Yeah. And we spent, like, three or four days in Washington. Like, yeah, you had to, like, sit in on seminars. And there were, like, you would hear from political leaders and stuff, one of them being the president, actually. But um, So this was when Donnie was president. Yeah. So this was a couple oh. years ago. But at the same time, we were also able to tour the entire city. Like we, there are there's scooters in Washington right now that you can. Um, oh, they got like the little you pay for them, and then you yeah the go birds zooming around the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah. So everyone hates you. I didn't know what the <laughs> you're a yeah, tourist officially. I, <laughs> I didn't know what those were until we went down there. I was like, dude, this is sweet. So Teddy and I just got on a scooter, and we ripped around. Like name a monument, we saw it like around the entire city. We probably saw the entire thing within like a day, maybe. You see the one where like Forrest Gump like wades through the water. What's that one? Oh, that's the Lincoln Monument. Yeah, you see that? Yep. We, uh, Did you go swimming in the pool? Yeah. <laughs> you should have taken the scooter so in there. That, that day, actually, um, that imagine we were... If, imagine if the scooter went underwater. It's like Mario Kart like, stuff. Like, yeah, like it transforms into a, like a little scuba jet, and you go to the water. Yeah. Um, but that day, actually, that we saw the Lincoln Monument, it was the hard, probably the second hardest downpour I've ever seen in my entire life. And it was, go it was a good, like, probably hour. It was torrential downpour. It was crazy. Sounds like you weren't afraid to get wet. Nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> but no, I mean, um, I'm, if I had never tried to convince our parents to go, like that, that is seriously what probably one of my fondest memories in like the last five years, going on that trip. No, even though I'm not really into it too much anymore, I don't really care much for that stuff anymore. Um, at the time, I really did, but not, I don't even remember like the. The speeches we got to sit on, in on, like I don't remember oh, any of that. It's, like, it's all the tour um, yeah. stuff that we did. It's the friends. I still talk to the dudes that I met in Washington. Um, funny story about them. They actually, we had a group chat with them on Instagram before we actually met them in real life, and they just were acting super, super strange. Like for some reason, they just kept saying weird, like really weird stuff. And then sounds familiar. <laughs> they kept saying like really, really weird stuff, and then. As we got closer to Washington, it got like more and more weird. And Tanner, like, dude, we're gonna get killed. We're done. All right, so kind of a stupid risk I took. Um, we went to uh, Dave and Buster's, myself and my mom, to pick up my little brother. And when we walked in there, they had like a silent auction, so they were selling like autograph stuff. And uh, I'm a big Larry Bird fan, so anything Larry Bird, I kind of like to collect. Uh, I don't have a lot. I have like a jersey and one other thing, but. Um, so we go in there, and there's a picture of at Larry Bird's retirement ceremony. He was like bitter rivals with Magic Johnson. They were like a friendly, bitter rival. And uh, at his retirement ceremony, Larry was talking to Magic. He came up in his Lakers gear and all that. And uh, at the end of the, the speech he was giving Magic, he tore off his Lakers practice shirt, and there was a Celtics shirt under it. So Larry and him like started laughing and hitting each other. And um, I have now a autograph picture of. Oh, from, you got it! I got it. Yeah, oh, from Larry yeah. and Magic. It's gonna be in my room pretty soon, and I'm pumped. Like, that's... and a kind of a stupid risk. Like, was, oh, that's like it was an impulse buy. Yeah. I, I like that stuff. I it's gonna go up in value for sure. It's not. It's not so much the value. It's just that you got it. It's just a cool thing. Yeah, it's, it's just something like, to have. Yeah, like it's like that is actually like Magic Johnson and Larry Bird 
touch that. I don't know. It, to me, that's pretty cool. Like, I was super excited to to get word that I I got that stupid risk, but maybe a smart one. <laughs> I would think the risk was worth the reward. Yeah, yeah. And like, I mean, so it was a silent auction, so you just had to put in like what a couple bucks or something. It was um the lowest bid I can put in was three fifty, so three hundred fifty dollars. And if you wanted to buy it outright, it was like four sixty. But I'm like. Nobody like they they do this each week. It was a Wednesday night. The auction ends on Wednesday night. Nobody else bid mm-hmm. on it. So I'm like the likelihood that another dad or kid like or me booger. is going to come into Dave and Buster's to pick up their goober there. He spent a hundred bucks on to play stupid arcade games and get sugar to take home is unlikely as sin. So yeah. I was like, you know what? Free real estate. And I took it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was worth it, though. I, I think so. Like I'm gonna put it in my room. Hopefully it doesn't fall off my wall. That would suck. But yeah. Um well it makes you happy. Yeah, I'm excited. That's the point of the risk though. And I thought of it, like we talked about it in past episodes. Like, am I gonna remember the three hundred fifty dollars I spent? Or no. am I gonna be am I gonna have this for the rest of my life? Yeah, stare at that picture and be like pretty cool. Right. And yeah. just everybody else is gonna do the same. Like that's yeah, no one else has got that. Yeah, it's pretty cool exactly. you got that. But it's Boom. just it, that's like the general scheme of risks, though, is that you take them and hopefully the result um, is rewarding and makes you happy. I mean, obviously, these are kind of like low profile examples of that, but there's bigger examples of that, too. Well, it's not even that the reward ends up being that good, but you might learn something out of it. Well, exactly. Because, I mean, we all take risks, not with the best results coming out of them. Yeah, I mean, you're not you're not going to reap a reward every time you take a no, risk. No, you fall flat probably more than you actually get the reward, but... You learn from the it. risk, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point the of it. Exactly. Yeah. That's the whole point. And if if you're not learning, you're not growing. And I know that's super cliche. I mean, no. it it's just the way it is, you know. I kind of feel like taking on a new job is a risk. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. right now, I've I've thought about it lately. Um, I mean, real estate's like a risk for you guys. Oh yeah, 100. percent Because it's not salary based. It's right. Like you, the High amount of money kind of you take from real estate is entirely based off of how much work you put in. Mm-hmm. Um, but even real estate aside, I've been thinking about it lately. Like, I can't see myself leaving Wegmans. I will eventually. Like, don't get me wrong, but I can't picture myself actually like leaving. I don't. Yeah. I don't think it's going to happen anytime soon until real estate actually takes off. But like, I it's it's hard for me to let go of things like that. Well, yeah, because it's a high risk to leave that job behind. I mean, yeah, your, your income like that. You know, James talked about it when he was on the podcast yeah. about how he had to basically take that risk to leave a job like that behind yeah. that steady with, income with, that, yeah, you know, the white salary. picket fence, the American dream that to tell jokes thing. nonetheless. Yeah. That's risky. That's really risky, especially for comedy, but look where it's gotten him. Yeah. He's that's exactly. That's mm-hmm. the whole thing. I mean, he's literally the face of a company. Yeah. And he didn't, he didn't even start the company. Yeah. And he, like he said, it, it was pure luck, but pure luck coincides with, Risk taking, right? I mean, sometimes you take a risk and luck just follows suit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I was we were playing Monopoly the other night with a bunch okay. of our buddies, and you know, you're in the game, and when you're playing a game, you don't have actual money. It's not actual property you're buying, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, you're like, okay, you think about it, you're like, okay, I could buy this property for like two hundred dollars of Monopoly money. You're like, and I could realistically flip this and do that, and then then that. Okay, I'm gonna buy it, and then you uh-huh. buy it and you spend that money and you feel yeah. good about it. And I was thinking as we were playing the game, this sounds stupid. This sounds like it's out of a movie, but I'm like, why am I so afraid to do this in real life? Like, isn't life just a big game of Monopoly? It is. And the people who gamble usually end up winning the game, and the people who don't and stay comfy end up getting eaten by the big shark. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, 
you're playing the game and I'm just spending this money, taking these risks and like, I'm excited about it. And it's like, okay, why can I just do this in real life? Like, why am I so afraid? I think it's because in the game of Monopoly, there's really no consequence right. for taking that risk. But maybe the key is you got to live your life when you don't think about the consequences. Because if you get too caught up on it, we talked about it before, the what ifs. Yeah. What if this happens? Right. And right, you know, right, you're right. too busy thinking about all the repercussions that could happen, all the consequences that could follow in suit because, well, you put down 10 grand on a rental property and you have n no idea if it's going to belly up or if you're going to do well on it. Yeah. Right. But you have that consequence of losing 10 grand of actual money that, well, you could have put it towards something else, but you got to ask yourself at the same time. Yeah, I could have put it towards something else. What would that have been? Yeah. I mean, maybe it was just your savings money or maybe it was money you had literally put aside to invest. Yeah. So now you did something with it. Maybe you learn from it. Maybe you do fall flat. Maybe the rental property goes down under. Maybe it's, you know, terrible. It ends in fire, but maybe it doesn't. Either way, you're maybe getting something out of it. Yeah. You can't think too much about the consequences when you're taking a risk. When you're presented no. an opportunity, you can't get caught up on the consequences thinking that, well, if it goes south, this will happen. If you know I don't do this right, then this will happen because then you're never going to take the risk. You're never going to learn. You're never going to grow. Mm -hmm. I right. mean, think about it. If you hadn't, if you hadn't bought that, if you hadn't put that money up for that, that picture you wouldn't get anything out of it you no, just no. have that money just like you said it would just it would just be sitting there right and i mean especially lately like you know the tax returns are nice i'm closing a deal in real estate um money's coming in so i was thinking like okay i'm gonna be getting some money in the next few months what's 350 bucks and if anything like i said i'm gonna make money on this eventually it's gonna go up in value either way so if I really am afraid of that 300 bucks, I could always sell it. It's a safe risk, but it's a cool picture. It's a conversation starter. Yeah. And I like that stuff. So I'm like, why wouldn't I buy it? I only, I'm only on this earth once. I'm going to take a little bit of a risk here, put down a bid and see if I win. And if I don't, if I, I told my mom, like, if I don't win, I don't win. If I win, I win. Life's good either way. And I end up winning for me recently. Um, a good example of risk taking would be I'm in real estate. I haven't really done too much. I started January 11th. It's now at the time of this recording, March 9th. So it's been just under two months. Um, but we were at a meeting today and my real estate broker said, I've got an open house. I need this house sold. Who wants it? Mm -hmm. And I was kind of sitting there. I was like, Oh, I've never done an open house. Like, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what paperwork I need. I don't know if somebody asked me a question, how am I going to answer it? Blah, 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 blah. All these thoughts. I was like, oh my God, how can I even handle this? But then I was like, I got it. Yeah, give it to me. Yeah, I want that. Mm -hmm. um, I'm doing it with another girl who's actually um, just as new as I am almost. She's, she just started like last week, but I haven't really done too much more than she has. But nonetheless, we're going into it together completely blind. Yeah, but it's almost better to go into what's with somebody else. Oh yeah, no, I'm, I'm glad yeah. I'm going into somebody. I'm totally, if we end up getting a buyer from this, I'm totally fine splitting that commission. That would be great. But nonetheless, um, I kind of thought in that moment, I'm like, okay, I can sit here and worry about not knowing what to do, but how am I going to know what to do if I never do it? You know, how am I ever going to learn if I don't actually get out there and start doing open houses and start learning the ropes and learning the paperwork? There, I, I, I was like, Drew always says, you got to jump out of the plane, grow wings on the way down. Yeah. That's exactly it. And that, that was the thought I had today. I was like, okay, well, I'm going to sit here and procrastinate this forever you know, I'm not going to sit in my room and look over paperwork for the rest of my life. That's just not going to happen. Oh. So I figured this is my chance. One Sunday? Sure, we'll do Sunday.
Yeah. It's kind of funny. You two are talking about basically when risks work out. Yeah. I kind of got a flip side story to that. Oh, so, oh boy. Uh, not too long ago, I was running an online business on eBay. And at first I was selling stuff that I had in my house. So stuff that I wanted to get rid of. And I was doing pretty good. But a lot of that stuff, I couldn't really tell you what I paid for it. Or if I did know what I paid for it, most of the stuff I'd had for a long time. So the prices are different compared to back then what they are now. So then I started branching out. I was like, all right, well, I'm going to start flipping stuff. Mm. So this is where I ran into a bit of a problem because I started taking risks. And this is a, I would say for what I was doing, probably bigger risks, like $150 risks, $200 risks. Oh, yeah. So if I fall flat, I'm kind of out a lot of money. And I took a $200 risk. Oh, boy. And I think we were looking at collectively maybe 10 bucks made. <sighs> so you want to talk about failing on something? That's that's yeah. probably an L. They don't always work out. But you know what? I learned from that. And I learned, you know, this probably isn't going to be a good source of income for me. Because I went through a lot to go out and find the stuff to buy because I bought it secondhand. That's how I flipped it. I sold it, well, was it like third or fourth hand by the time I'm selling it? But <laughs> yeah. but the thing is, is that eBay gouges you so much for their commission and then their shipping. And then there's all these other little fees that kind of sneak up on you that weren't there like five minutes ago. And then you go through hell because it's like you put in this type of packaging to ship it out in. And then I get to the post office and they say, no, nah, you can't ship it in that. I go, what yeah, are you exactly. I go, what are you talking about? They're like, well, it it says you paid for this. I go, no, I paid. And that's like, going back and forth, flipping out boxes. It's a, It was a joke. And I learned from it, though. I took that risk. I basically blew 200 bucks on something, made about $10 collect, put together, and then I spent $150 on another thing. And uh, that was, I don't know, six, seven months ago, and it's still sitting in my room. So sometimes you do fall flat, but that's yeah, okay. Yeah. I mean, I learned from that. You learn I learned what doesn't work. Yeah, I learned that this eBay business... Yeah, it has potential to be successful, sure, but I don't think I'm going to find it here. I don't think that this is really what I want to do anyways. And seeing that yeah. I can lose this much, I mean, I don't really want my income dependent on that, surely, because I was trying to figure out like different ways to you know, earn money that wasn't just a standard nine-to-five job, and I'm still experimenting with it, still trying to figure it out, but yeah. it was all part of it. It yeah. was all part of it. Maybe... Not so much that the eBay business won't work for me, but maybe the market that I was trying to branch into won't work. Because, I mean, markets for secondhand stuff, you know, I don't, I don't know about any anyone I, out there on the podcast, but I haven't flipped a salt and pepper shaker for five hundred dollars yet. I was just gonna say, yeah. I think I know your problem, and it's that you didn't watch the latest Gary Vee video. You know what? You're probably right. And you know, he he really drives it home with you can flip anything. He yeah. never. He doesn't explain how. No, no. That's, he doesn't say you figure that why out. you can actually do that. But I mean, if he's selling salt and pepper shakers for five hundred dollars, then right. why can't you? Yeah. But I mean, yeah. I remember like two years ago, I took a, a risk and lost money. I put like three hundred dollars in the stock market, and I lost like two hundred of it. Huh. Yeah, I've I've actually fallen pretty flat in the stock market myself. I mean, collectively, I think I'm down like six or seven hundred dollars right now. <laughs> yeah, so, I'm down like two hundred. Yeah, but, but it's all part that, of the learning. That's due experience. to my incompetence. I just oh, don't know yeah. what I'm looking at. Like, I mean, I, I'm not going to pretend that I do. Like, I thought, like, okay, this is this is bound to go up. You know, we're legalizing weed in oh, New God. York, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to put some money into, you know, sun sunseed or whatever that one was called. Okay. And yeah, just it. 
It didn't go up. It didn't. It didn't yeah. turn out the, the way. The potheads did not show up to the polls that night. But dang. Um. Yeah, I lost some money on that. I feel like that's like probably one of the biggest spots to fall flat is the stock market. Yeah, you're literally watching you lose money in real time, and there's nothing you can do about it. Yeah, that's it's it hurts. Yeah, it, it, really it definitely hurts. hurts. It has some serious bite to it. It really yeah. does. No, nah, but when but when you log on to Robinhood and your portfolio's green. That's a good feeling. That is pretty cool when you see your stuff is up. You know, I was actually like on top of my game. Really? And then all of a sudden it like turned south in a day. And I was oh, like, this same, is pretty same cool. with me. This is pretty cool because now I'm down like a ton of money and it's all right because I knew I put that money there to be invested. Like I set that aside from work. Yeah. I know that that money was going there. So it's not like, oh, no, I blew the money I needed to pay for gas on a freaking stock that just plummeted. Mm -hmm. No, I didn't do that. Because, I mean, if you do that, you shouldn't be investing money that you can't afford to lose. You should be investing money that you can afford to lose. Yeah. So to me, it's as much as it hurts, it's not like killing me. Yeah, I know what you're saying. But to kind of backtrack a little bit, um, Drew mentioned uh, the wonderful Gary V earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he while a lot of his Gary stuff v. is BS and while a lot of his stuff is mean, kind of vague and, you know, I empty. have yet to find a pedal car that someone's selling for $100 and buy it for 50 Yet. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it his, might be able to be done. A lot of his stuff's BS, obviously. Um, but I think one of the few good things that he preaches on is the fact that you need to take risks um, and break the cycle to be happy. Like, you know, if your parents are making you go to college and you don't want to be there, but you know, your parents want you to be there. And the only reason you're going there is to be, is to make your parents happy. Then you're making a mistake, bottom line. But I've been talking, I've talked to multiple people within like the last two months, mainly about school. Yeah. Um, how they're just not happy in school. And it's not even people I know personally. It's people at work. It's like, how's college? Oh, I hate it. It sucks. Yeah. And why are you there? I think part of it is... Maybe the education system has actually failed, though. Yeah, I mean, it could. Be, it's a combination of many things, obviously. Yeah, I do feel like they kind of let people down. But, yeah, that is a good point. Maybe you do need to take a risk and leave that cycle behind. Yeah, drop out for the time being, work, save some money, reevaluate, decide where you got to go. But if, if, if you're too afraid to leave that classroom because you are afraid of making people who don't even, who aren't even really a part of your life um, unhappy, you're afraid of, you know, making, I don't know, your your distant uncle unhappy because you dropped out of med school. I'm sorry, but that's not your that's not his problem. That's not that's not your problem. That's oh. not his problem. That's not anybody's problem. You need to just move on. Bottom yeah. line. I know that's kind of a, a vague example, but still, it's like just to beat on school some more. If you're at, in that classroom for people and not you, you're gonna get that degree. You're gonna be a lot of money in debt, and you're gonna be unhappy because you knew two years ago you didn't want that degree. Yeah. I mean, I think you can even take risks like. Some people don't realize like how small risks can be. Like if you think about it, even like going up and down the stairs is a risk. Going in an elevator is a risk. But I think waking like, up is a risk. Waking up is a risk. Yeah. Getting out of bed's a risk. Like existing's never, a risk, huh? Right. It, the whole your whole life's a gamble. So and I think like even socially sometimes. Especially just, if you do it within thirty minutes of eating. Oh yeah, you're doomed. <laughs> you're gonna drought. You're doomed. You're dead. I think socially too. Like people take a lot of risks each day, and I think maybe like kind of harping on the uh, breaking the cycle. There's a lot of people in this world that can't say no, and sometimes taking a risk and saying no to people can make you a much happier person. I mean, I had that conversation a few years ago. My buddy sat me down. He's like, "Listen, Drew, you need to start saying no to people. Like, yeah, people walk all over you, man." And at that point in my life, like, I was afraid to. 
and saying no to people was a pretty daunting task. You know, you don't want to hurt people's feelings. Right. All this build up in your mind. Once you say no, like you yeah. feel good. And like it, I mean, it that's saves a, you a lot of grief. It's a little off topic, but um, socially taking risks can pay off like that. And especially if you, you need to put yourself first. So uh, taking a risk, if you're that kind of person out there that just, you can't say no to people and you know, people ask you a favor and no matter how absurd the favor is, you still do it. Like, yeah, if you don't want to do that, like if you, if your friends ask you to go and get seafood and you don't like seafood and you don't want to go, then say no. Right. And like, don't worry about how they're going to feel. Who cares? You don't want to go. Why is it fair to you that you have to go and be miserable to make your friends happy? Yeah. I mean, you could just sit that night out, you know, it's not yeah. a big deal. Stay and home. I got, I got to say, I don't think that's minor. That's a minor risk. I think for a lot of people, that's a major risk. It is. You know, that's, that's a big that's a big in, step. In the grand scheme of things, it's a small thing, but it's also not. Yeah. That's that's what I'm saying. That's it's big for you. If you say no in certain situations, that that could be really big for you. Yeah. Like I said, I was for a while, I was afraid to say no to people. And sometimes I still am. Like my brother today asked me if I was eating the sushi on the table. And I was like, Yeah, I'm eating the sushi, but I didn't want to like say that because I felt bad. So I was yeah. like, Yeah, you know, I was I was eating it, yeah. <laughs> that was it. But um, I uh, for a lot of people, it's it's such a daunting task. Just that one little thing. No, I I agree with that, and I think a lot of people would benefit from that. Yeah, from saying no more often instead of you know spreading themselves thin until they collapse and die because <laughs> they can't say no. Yeah, because I mean, who's that good for? You so, can't you can't do people favors if you're dead. No, but to kind of argue. The flip side of that, I think saying yes to things that you would usually say no to is also a huge advantage oh, yeah. as well. Being spontaneous yeah. is how yep. you live a happy life. Yep. It just is. You know, yep. if you your friends call you up, it's a Friday night, you usually just chill out. And they're, I don't know, they're going out to eat somewhere and then they're going to play pool or something. Mm-hmm. And you usually you usually don't want to go, but tonight you actually decide, you're like, yeah, I'm going to take that risk. Maybe it'll be maybe it'll be fun. Maybe it won't be, but who knows? Maybe I, worst case scenario, I'm down like 25 bucks. Who cares? Right. And you go out and it could be the best memory you have all summer. Sure. Um, like producer Brandon and I over the summer. <laughs> this is a good story. This is a great story. So we were out to eat, and Drew was in Allegheny with his girlfriend, and it was the last day. Things were kind of slowing down. Yeah, early, earlier that day, um, uh, my girlfriend and I called Dean, and my girlfriend's like, "Bro, you should come visit." My girlfriend and Dean are pretty close, so she's like, "You should come visit us with Brandon." Dean's like, "Okay, I'll get back to you on that." I'll come back out. So, we, I was over. I was over dinner with Brandon, mm-hmm. and it's like. Six o'clock in the evening at this point. Okay. Allegheny is like an hour and a half drive from where we are. Um, for context, Allegheny is a state park um, by where we live. And I'm sitting there at eight. And I'm like, and we're eating. And I'm like, Brandon, we should go to Allegheny. And he thought I was joking. He starts laughing. And then yeah. we, I didn't bring it up for like five minutes. And then I brought it up again. I was like, Brandon, what are your thoughts on driving to Allegheny? Like after dinner. And he's like, Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. And Brandon... I picture him saying it. And yeah. Brandon's not <laughs> usually one to take um, big risks like that. It, when he does take risks, it's kind of funny. It's usually with us. <laughs> um, yeah. But um, he's not usually one to take a risk like that. Um, So we're just like, let's do it. Let's just go. Let's just mm-hmm. screw it. Mm-hmm. I don't care. So I called my mom. I was like, mom, we're going to Allegheny. She's like, okay, just be safe. Like, sick. That's so, cool. Your mom's like supporting you taking that risk. She's yeah. supporting you getting out there and living yeah. life. Yeah, so she's do, like, cool. Just do it, um, drive safe. Yeah. Watch for cops, watch for deer. I said, cool. So 
we start driving down and Brandon didn't tell his mom mm-hmm. uh, because, because, <laughs> Br- because Brandon's mom um, is protective of Brandon. And she doesn't really like when Brandon does stuff like this. So Brandon's like, okay, we're just not going to tell her we're just going to go. Nice. But halfway down the to the park, Brandon's like, I forgot my mom has my location. <laughs> so Brandon, Yikes. So three-fourths into the trip, we're about an hour out now. Uh-huh. Okay, Brandon gets a text from his mom. Yeah. And his mom's like, Brandon, where are you? And he's like, I'm at um he Brandon calls Brunei the Thunders. It's it's old. It's an old nickname, but um he's like well, I'm at Thunder's house. We're um we're editing a video or something, <laughs> and she's like okay. And Fifteen minutes later, <laughs> she calls him, and, and at this point we are passing the Allegheny State Park sign. Uh-huh. We're an hour and a half out from home. They're here. Yeah, we are at the park, and <laughs> she's like Brandon, where are you? And he's like. I'm editing a video and <laughs> she's, rolling she's, like, it, man. she's like, Oh really? You're editing a video in Allegheny state park. And Brandon's like, why do you have my location? Oh, nonetheless, God. she ended up being cool with it. And it was one of my best summer memories. But if we had never taken that trip and Brandon, you know, if Brandon's was like, Oh, my mom would kill me. I'm not going. Yeah. I mean, you asked Brandon, that's probably one of his better memories too. I'm sure. So it was a very fun time, but the whole, it's all a metaphor for basically be spontaneous, take that risk. If it's, you know, if it's a healthy risk, all that. Well, yeah. It all, every situation is different. I went to Darien Lake in like the summer of maybe freshman year and I was never a big roller coaster guy. And I was like, you know, I don't like it. I don't really like doing the whole, I just don't like them. I just don't like them. And I'm like, you know what? I ended up going on a vacation to Hershey Park. Oh, yeah. And that was like probably yeah. the only time I was going to go there. So I rode a bunch of rides there. And I didn't think anything of it at the time because it's like, I'm here, I'm on vacation. I want to get, you know, do this stuff. But I came back and I'm like, what's the big deal? Like, let's just go for it. You know what? I'm going to have a good time and I'm going to remember it. And I still do remember it today because that was the day that I went on literally every single roller coaster Darien Lake had. And I didn't even think twice about it. Awesome. And I'm always glad let's I did go. that because it was like stepping out of that, like, I would say a fear because I was like, you know, what if I shoot off or something crazy like that? And it's just yeah, like, yeah. I was like, you know what? That's not going to happen. I just threw that thought to the and, side, man. It and does, I went for it. It's meant to be. Yeah, I went for it, man. I had a great time and I don't regret a single thing yeah. about it. I remember, I mean, we'll wrap it up, but I remember uh, this was years ago. We were at a hotel in Ohio. I was, okay. I was starving. A homie was starving. Okay. So I I came up with this plan. For food, right? Yeah, food. Okay. So we went down to like the the snack shop or whatever. And um, they had like hot pockets there and stuff. And like, bro, I was drooling. (laughs) I was was ready to eat. Yeah. So I grabbed like a bunch of this stuff. And um, I go up to the counter and I I drop all these hot pockets and whatever. And I'm like. Yeah, there's like Stouffer's mac and cheese. Like oh. I was eating like a king that night. I was eating like you know royalty that night. Yeah, so I, I drop so. it all there, and I'm I'm conscious of the prices, but I have a battle tactic. So I'm I'm looking at it. I'm like, she she you know she you know you're gonna get all this stuff. I'm like yeah. I'm like my name's Drew by the way. She's like oh okay that's that's nice. I'm whoever. And she's I'm like, what's the Drew discount on this kind of stuff? <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> she gave me half off. No way. Yeah. Sweet. She, and then she gave my little brother something for free. The oh Drew my discount. God. The Drew discount. Thank Freaking you. Fuck a risk, man. That Grab is a risk. That is a beautiful place to wrap it up to. I th- I'm I mean, pretty sure the Drew discounts where we're going to wrap this oh, one up. Absolutely. <laughs> now, I would like to say that a big risk that you guys, our audience, is um, taking or not taking is not filling out our survey. That yeah. is true. The survey is updated. It is on our Instagram. It is on our TikTok. It is on this, the, actually, the description of this, this podcast here. If you need it, reach out to the Instagram, whatever you got to do. Please fill out the survey. It really helps us out. It helps us. It always helps hearing from who listens to this. If you like it, by all means, please share it. We really want to grow this. We really want to grow with you guys. So your support means the world. It really does. Yeah, everybody who fills out the survey is officially on Tony's cool cat list. So that's a that's an elite so, yeah. list. And you can qualify for the Drew discount. You could. You could. So just saying, there's literally no reason you shouldn't fill it out. Just saying. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. You'll get half off Tony merch when we drop it. That's right. Coming soon. Coming soon. <laughs> and on that note, thank you for listening. Thanks.